Hello and welcome to the 16th edition of Random Pursuit on the Incomparable Network's Game Show, a game that discards the board and shuffles trivia cards from lots and lots of trivia games. I'm your scorekeeper, Stephen Chapansky, and now your host of this and every episode of Random Pursuit, Erica Ensign. Thank you for that lovely intro, Stephen. Longtime listeners to Random Pursuit might wonder what the heck Stephen is doing introducing the show. <laughs> well, in our last episode, I may have accidentally awarded a point where I shouldn't have, and frankly, screwing up the scoring was only a matter of time. So to hopefully avoid that happening in the future, I have conscripted my spouse, three-time Random Pursuit winner, Stephen Chapansky, to be my scorekeeper slash sidekick. So he's going to keep me on the straight and narrow for sure. Won't you, dear? Suspicious. (laughs) Well, now now you can't accuse me of... uh, of cheating to let him win because he's not even playing. Right? Yes. You've mm-hmm. only you've only transferred the blame of screwing up the score to someone else. <laughs> and I will take that. Shoot, he's seen through my diabolical plan. Uh, well, you've already heard a couple of them, but yes, as always, I have a great group of players with me and I will introduce them in the order in which they will play. That order was, as always, determined by random.org. First up, it is my friend and co-host over on Erp Chirp. It is the director of the Agents of Smooch, Annette Weirstra. Welcome back, Annette. How are you feeling about today's game? I'm feeling good. If I'm still feeling good at the end, maybe Stephen will get that cake delivery I promised him. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that sounds a little bribey to me. Doesn't it? <laughs> will it work? <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, second, we have my co-host on both Beginner's Puck where we talk hockey, and Verity, where we talk Doctor Who, it's Deb Stanish. Welcome back to Random Pursuit, Deb. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. I'm even more thrilled that Steven's not playing because he always beats me. (laughs) (laughs) And I swear I did not just invite my co-hosts from other podcasts. And to prove that, next up is Glenn Fleischman. Uh, I have appeared on Pants in the Boot a number of times, but I'm not (laughs) technically a co-host. So welcome, Glenn. Thank you very much. And I would like to point out that even though I won Jeopardy twice, I don't think I've ever won any game of Trivial Pursuit. I just don't mean on this network. Harder than Jeopardy. I think in person <laughs> or worse than Jeopardy. One of the two. Eric has an opinion on that. I, I, I could dip back into the files and find out, but uh, I'm not sure I have. I can, I can tell ever. you that you the last time you played was uh, September of 2017. So it's been a while. I was eager for a rematch, mm-hmm. obviously. It was a one time, and Glenn indeed did lose that Yay. edition of Pursuit, so. <laughs> In person or online. <laughs> Next is another person I like to podcast with, but don't co-host a show with. It is the host of Voyager Revisited. Welcome, Jean McDonald. Thank you for having me. And uh, I'm sure at some point we'll find that Venn diagram <laughs> of our mutual interests. And, you know, it will just it, um, inevitably become a podcast. As so often happens. Yes, you have not played since July of 2019. So it's been a really long time wow. for a couple of you folks. Uh, and finally, I love to guest on Random Trek with him. And he also co-hosts Vulcan Hello. So welcome back to the show, Scott McNulty, who hasn't been here su- since September 2019. It's good to be back and uh, not thinking about babies at the moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm always thinking about babies. Well, maybe that's why you lost Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one Jeopardy lost Jeopardy. 
<laughs> All right. Now that we've got our awesome players, here's how this works. Random Pursuit is similar to the basic Trivial Pursuit board game, but instead of using the board, each player has their own six-sided die or possibly a dice rolling app, app like Dice by Peacalc, uh, and the players will roll their die to determine which question on the card they will answer. The one exception to this is Chuck's trivia because there are eight questions on those cards, so I have an eight-sided die that I will roll if one of those cards comes up. For each question you answer correctly, you get one point. If you answer correctly, you get to roll again and have another question, but you only answer up to three questions on each turn, except for the final round where we have no question limit. Now, remember those roll again spaces on the board we don't use? Well, I miss them. So I've added a little bit of random fun to the rules. If you roll the same number two times in a row on the same turn, you get to pick which edition your question comes from. I have put a link to the list of editions in the uh, Zoom chat for my players. I am not going to read all of those off on the podcast. Uh, although I will say I did recently get Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter editions. So those are the two new ones that I'm still pretty excited about. Um, Me too. Yeah. If you happen to roll the same number all three times on the same turn, you get to pick both the edition and the category. Those are also listed on the ginormous document that I have shared with my players. So we're going to play for an amount of time determined by Steven, and then we will do one last round with no question limit, and the player with the highest score at the end becomes the random champion with bragging rights that last until you get bored of them, I guess. So let's get to it. First up, we have Annette, so go ahead and roll your die. I'm excited. (laughs) One. All right. Your question is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume 6, not Genus. Volume 6. And category 1 is People and Places, the blue category. Tell Mm -hmm. me, what city was home to four of the 17 North American dining spots the 2001 (laughs) Mobile Travel Guide deemed worthy of five stars? Oh, for Christ. I have to list all four? No, you have to list the city that was home to four of the 17. That was four four of the seven. I'm just going to like take a stab and go New York. Correct. New York City it is. All right. Annette is on the board with her first point, so you can roll again. Three. All right. This is coming from the 1960s. Category three is the yellow category. HDL, I believe that stands for headlines. So tell me, what Democrat claimed he had FBI evidence that he was a target for assassination in Chicago in 1968? A real Canadian question for you there. I was like, this assumes I know who's a Democrat in 1968. I have no idea. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I don't even have a guess for you. You don't want to just make up a name? Um, We're going to go with uh, Diefenbaker. That's that's a name. It (laughs) It is not the correct name. Uh, the correct name was Hubert Humphrey. Oh. I would never have guessed that. That doesn't sound like him. Wow. That sounds like that's, a singer. But that's... No, he's, he's, he's a well-known politician of the era, but I would never have thought anyone would have wanted to kill him. Well, he thought It was 1968. Did. Everybody wanted to kill someone in 1968. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Sort of like 2020. <laughs> All right. That means we are around to Deb. Oh, okay. Uh, six. All right, this is coming from the 1980s edition. Category six is wild card, so it could be anything. So 
what Motown great would have turned 45 if his shooting had happened a day later? Oh, I believe that was Marvin Gaye. That was indeed Marvin Gaye. Deb is also on the board. And I would tell you to roll again, but I'm afraid you're getting some checks trivia. So it is my turn to roll. And I rolled a five, so you're getting the fifth question on the card. And this is TV trivia. And I will remind you that this game came out in 1984. (laughs) So tell me, The Flintstones is reminiscent of what famous Jackie Gleason series? Oh, The Honeymooners. It is The Honeymooners. I'm always so excited when somebody gets one of the checks trivia questions (laughs) right. So thank you, Deb, for bringing a little joy to my life. Oh, that's what I'm here for. Okay. Uh, Six again. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit, Genus 4, Category 6. Once again, wild card. Oh, mm. it's, it's a Canadian question. Um, oh, yay. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> what Mountie was pictured on a lunchbox and thermos that fetched $2,200 at a 1992 auction? Looking for a Mountie. Is that Canadian dollars? The only Mountie I know is Dudley Do-Right. Is that going to be your guess then? That, that's the only one I know. I'm going to have to go with Dudley Do-Right. Well, that's correct. Congratulations. <laughs> He's technically really a Mountie though. <laughs> well, I think it counts. I think it counts. Like if you said, you know, what superhero and it was Superman, like he didn't really exist, but I would still give it to you. What? That's very exciting. Sorry, Scott. This changes everything. So congratulations, Deb, on having a sweep for your very first turn. Mm. We, we now turn to Glenn. Hey, that's me. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, I need to roll, don't I? I need to roll, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I could do that. That might be useful. I got a six. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Volume 6, where Category 6 is wild card. So. Oh, good. <laughs> could be anything. Ready. What children's writer teamed with animator Chuck Jones to create irreverent cartoon shorts about private snafu during World War II? Private oh snafu is italicized. Can you read the can you yeah. read that again? That's a little complicated there. Yeah. What children's writer teamed with animator Chuck Jones to create irreverent cartoon shorts about private snafu during World War II? Oh, I think I thought I know that it's, I, my head says Dr. Seuss, but he was the, an animator of other stuff during World War II. Chuck Jones, a World War II children's writer. Oh, man. All I can think of is picture book writers from that era. Um, although it could have been. I'm going to say Dr. Seuss because I cannot think of a children's book writer from that point. Well, you're going to be correct because it was, in fact, Dr. Seuss. Oh, oh all right. Okay. Yeah. I guess he was an animator. So there you go. Nice work. All right, so you can roll again. Okay, let's let's actually do it. Uh, this time a three. All right, this is coming from the Baby Boomer edition. Okay. And category three is the yellow category, which is NN, and that's night, nightly news. That's what it stands for, nightly news. Right. This is Baby Boomer's edition. I'm looking at the chart here. 1983. Yep. So news from... Well, sure. Okay. I was it, watching news then. The the edition came out in 1983, oh, okay. but it's it's sort of aimed at baby boomers, so it's probably going to be older than that, but who knows? Might cover, might cover the future, too. <laughs> who did Augusto Pinochet overthrow as president of Chile? Um, I've got to get this right, uh, because then I'll be embarrassed. It's um, uh, Perón? It is not. 
And it's not shoelace. Jean, would you like ghost point? Uh, I would like a ghost point for Salvador Allende. Oh, thank you. You are correct. Yes. I was thinking as Argentina. That's right. It's yeah. It's only, of, I mean, from what, seeing the film missing kind of helps. I was just thinking about Kimberly Guilfoyle. That was my problem. <laughs> One should never do that. I know it generally causes errors. Uh, all right, Gene, don't roll because you are getting a Czech's pocket trivia question from the 50s okay. and 60s. So, the fi- From the 50s and 60s. Okay. Well, I mean, the game came out in 1984, but these questions are about the 50s and 60s. So okay. I rolled a five, which means that your question is, who was the voice of underdog in that cartoon series? Oh, man underdog see quite Mm -hmm. often when i ask a checks pocket trivia question the person i'm asking has like they don't even understand the parts of the question (laughs) it sounds like at least you've heard of underdog so that's a good thing oh i used to watch it like religiously i I, I also liked underdog he was so cute and uh he i think he was also like a, a voice in rocky and bullwinkle and um i but i I have no idea. I'm going to say uh, um, darn. Um, uh, Was it Jerry Lewis? It was not. It was Wally Cox. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. If Monty were here, he would have said, oh, Wally Cox. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Of course. Good old Wally. All right, that brings us to Scott. You may <gasps> roll. Oh, I got a one. All right, this is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genus 5. Category oh. is People and Places. What do virtually all Vietnamese call Ho Chi Minh City? And that uh, is uh, just, just the FYI, that is as of uh, the year 2000. I don't know if that's changed. Hmm. I feel like I should I should uh, know this, but uh, I do not. So let's see if I can think about it and come up with an answer. The chances are I will not be able to. Um, what do virtually I'm... all Vietnamese call Ho Chi Minh City? <laughs> Just giving you a little extra time uh, there to think. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That is a good trivial pursuit style guess. <laughs> exactly. That's why that was my strategy. <laughs> can, I, can I get a ghost point? You can get a ghost point if you get it. Hanoi? Nope. No. Oh. Can I try? Saigon. Oh. Saigon. Yes. Ghost point for Annette and uh, I think Annette Gigi. should get that. Yeah. Uh, we, we can both get it. Yeah. Right? I, I was going to say both it's a U.S. question, but it isn't really. Ghost points aren't real, so you can, yes, you can both get it. Get it if you They're want. not real. <laughs> Except in my heart. At the end of uh, turn number one, Stephen, where do we sit? Well, Deb Stanish has leapt out to an insurmountable lead with three. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Annette is on the board along with Glenn with yes. one, and Gene and Scott remain your favorite, Erica. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's how this works. Thank oh. God for watching a lot of cartoons. <laughs> All right, Annette, go ahead and roll. Four. All right, this is coming from Genus 3. Category <sighs> four is science and nature. What medical... Good. What medical condition does a rheumatologist specialize in? Um, I'm going to say joints. Uh, it, what medical condition? Arthritis. Correct. <laughs> See, I'm being nice today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
some some games I'm very strict and mean, and eh, today not so much. The ones, the ones that Anthony is on. Those are the ones. Yes. <laughs> Come on, I've probably gotten more points already than I have in many, many games combined. <laughs> six. Great. I rolled six. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genius 5, Category 6, Wild Card. What Ooh. disco had presidential mom, Miss Lillian, visited when she said, quote, I don't know if I was in heaven or hell, but it was wonderful. You're looking Studio for 54? A disco. Yes. Name a disco. <laughs> that's right. like, that's the only disco I know. <laughs> what <laughs> disco would be an answer in Trivial Pursuit? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you get to roll uh, again. Four. All right. This is coming from the 2000s edition, which, as I have complained about before, they decided to reinvent themselves. And there's a different card for each color as opposed to having one card with multiple colors on it so this card happens to be a blue card and the blue category is places the cards also have a subcategory so the subcategory is emerald isle okay yes okay what might be ireland what was the number you rolled again four four okay it's like i had to explain all of that and in that time i forgot the number all right which inglorious bastards actor lost 33 pounds for his role as IRA militant Bobby Sands, who died in a prison hunger strike. Okay, I thought this was places. Wow. <laughs> it is. Uh, and I guess it's loosely about the Emerald Isle. <laughs> wow. That's, maybe that's where he lost the weight. It's a bit of a stretch here. I don't know. Do you want me to reread the question? Yes, reread the question. Which inglorious bastards actor... Lost okay. 33 pounds for his role as IRA militant Bobby Sands, who died in a prison hunger strike. Totally did not watch that. A lot of clauses there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. So, mm -hmm. isn't it? I think. I don't know. I'm just going to say it is. Brad I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt was in that movie. Uh, yeah. But sadly, that is not the correct answer to this one. Um, it is Michael Fassbender. Oh. Yep. And did this uh, like... this edition of Trivial Pursuit also sometimes gives you extra information. This one tells Ooh. me the 2008 film was appropriately called Hunger. So yeah, it's like two different movies, uh, an actor, a di and and the location <laughs> of Ireland. In Ireland, well, it's, it's like, okay. and that's a places question. Yep. I feel like <laughs> I feel like the 2000s edition of Trivial Pursuit was stretching in a lot of directions. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right, Deb, you may roll. Four. All right. This is coming from the Silver Screen Edition. Category four is on screen. So which was the only one of the seven dwarfs to sport spectacles? <laughs> it, it, it's, it could be like name all seven dwarfs, but it's not. I know. Uh, <laughs> Doc? Because he was like supposedly the smart one. It was Doc. Okay. You are on a roll. And you get to roll again. All right. Uh, one. All right. This is coming from the Lord of the Rings edition. Oh, we're done now. Uh, your category. This is my favorite category in all of all of the editions of Tribute Pursuit. My very favorite category. Ooh. It's things. <laughs> well, That's okay. quite a category. There's a lot of stuff there. Oh, I love it that so really much. That really narrows it down. So tell me. Who does Frodo hear singing a song about an elf maiden named Luthien? <laughs> Who so does Frodo, Frodo hear mm -hmm. 
singing about an elf maiden. Um, was it that annoying little thing that got skipped in the movie? But no, because then it would have been... No, this is a... I will tell you, this is an addition about the movies, not the books. So Okay, not the books. So it's not Tom Bombadil. If, um, it is not. Alas, he did not make it to the big screen. I was very upset about that. Um, oh, he was boring. Um, <laughs> at least the Bombadil Dev cut. loses... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A stunning reversal of fortune. Whoa! <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna have to liz this one out. Um, you know, I just, I just don't even know. Um, who does he hear sing? I mean, the whole time. It's been so long since I've seen these movies. Who is he here? Who could possibly be singing about? I, I. It wasn't Aragorn, was it? I don't imagine Aragorn being a singy kind of guy. Um, <laughs> oh, was it Liz Tyler? Um, it's Liv Tyler, and that's not the character's name. The whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. She had great ears. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Gladriel? Is that your guess? That's my guess. I don't know. Ghost point, please. You can try for it, Glenn. Uh, As Aragorn, because uh, Vig Mortensen, I guess, wanted to sing, you know, Vigo wanted to sing one song. Really? So it was Aragorn. I don't ever remember him singing in this. It's a very little bit, but uh, it's because he and Arwen were like Tenuviel and Berrien. Yeah, Berrien and Luthien. Oh, I'm sorry. In the first movie. Take that. Well, Luthien, Tenuviel. Oh, right. Yes. Oh! You got me. You got me. Oh, yeah, geek, I'm sorry. I like how oh, the category is called points. things. <laughs> is the really? I mean, that could have been music. It could have been all sorts of categories. But no, it's, it's a thing. thing. It's Our a thing that things. happened. <laughs> all right. Well, I get to roll now for Glenn because Ooh, it's uh, Chuck's okay. pocket trivia time from the well, be that way. 50s and 60s. And I rolled an eight. So that means your question is... Which TV series featured the dog named Yukon King? What the hell? Oh, I think that was, um, sorry. I think that actually is, give me a second, because I think that is actually a series about Mounties. It's um, it's something of the Mounties, like Scott of the Mounties or, um, shoot. Hello. <laughs> Scott? Our Scott you there? of the Mounties. Um, gosh, I think it's, oh, Yukon King. They're all... 50s and 60s, yeah, there were a lot of uh, cowboy uh, series back then, but I don't think Yukon King was part of that, although it could have been like F Troop or something. It just doesn't seem right. I'm going to say Scott of the Mounties because I don't have a better answer. Well, I mean, the of the part was correct. I will say that. (laughs) (laughs) Bill of the Buffaloes. It was was Sergeant Preston of the Yukon. Oh, okay. So you were definitely on the right trail. He was a Mountie. Mm Mm-hmm. I, conceivably I, a proper mountie not like a cartoon mountie a car- we've got a lot of mountie questions tonight yeah, I think there's some the Canadian edition. bias in was this he a edition. fake mountie or was he an actual just want some historical Brenton mountie Frazier. Oh, <laughs> there was a doggy in the show as well there was right. named Diefenbaker I would I would do an all I would do an all dog edition of Trivial Pursuit <laughs> that would be great if That's somebody made one I want I would buy it <laughs> why is there not a pet edition <laughs> alright Jean you may roll Okay, I got a one. All right. Well, your question is coming from genus one. Technically, it's not one. It's just the genus edition, but it's the first one. The category is geography. 
And uh, I will tell you that this edition of Trivial Pursuit came out in 1981, which may or may not make a difference to your answer. What is Brazil's largest city? Hmm. Um, I feel that's a little bit of a trick question. Um, but I am still going to guess the obvious Rio de Janeiro. It is not. It, uh, it is Brasilia. Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that. Neither would I, if it makes Darn it any better. That. <laughs> All right. That brings us to Scott. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, it's a five. All right. This is coming from Genus 2, and it is the only sold in Canadi- in Canada. In Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally Canadian. Uh, the only yeah. sold oh, in Canada version of Trivial Pursuit. All right. It's not all Canadian questions, but we'll see about number five. But it's, it's mostly Canadian questions. <laughs> uh, science and nature is your category. Oh, not oh, Canadian question, though, because the question is, what does the Bronx Zoo sign that reads, quote, the only creature that has ever killed off entire species of other animals, end quote, hang under. So uh, mirror. Ah, good job. Very good. You were correct. Excellent. We were the monsters all along. Uh, Three. (laughs) All right. This is coming from genus four. Category three is history. What fired general was replaced by Matthew Ridgway? Um, hmm, There's not a lot of context in that question. Yeah. What fired Uh, general? What fired general was replaced? Um, uh, Let's say uh, Grant. Nope, it was uh, Douglas MacArthur. MacArthur. That's going to be my guess. All right, Stephen, where are we sitting now? After two rounds, Deb's lead is still, as yet, (gasps) insurmountable with four. Annette is in second place with three. Uh, Glenn and Scott each have one. Gene is Erica's favorite with none. (laughs) All right. All our favorites. I like to be. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back around to Annette. You may roll. One. All right. This is coming from the TV edition. Uh, I will point out this TV edition came out in 1991, and the category is classics. So tell me, who had the longest running comedy variety show? And it's multiple choice. Is it Carol Burnett, Jackie Gleason, or Red Skelton? I'm just going to say, I have no idea. going to say Carol Burnett because I loved her show and watched it all the time with my mom. Well, I'm sorry. That's not the correct answer. It was. But it is in my heart. <laughs> that, that counts for That's all that counts in that. That's all that matters. It was Red Skelton. Really? What? Yes. Did it run wow. for like the entire night, like for 15 years, like 1950 to 65 or something? I was not expecting Red Skelton to be the answer that had the most chalk <laughs> of this game, yeah. I guess. Here we are. All right, Deb. Okay. I have five. All right. It's coming from Genus 1. Category five is science and nature. As of the year that this came out, 1981, <laughs> tell me, mm-hmm. what's the world's most popular non-alcoholic organic beverage? And I'm not sure what they mean wow. by organic here, but I'm thinking it's the 1981 <laughs> definition. <laughs> the world's most popular organic beverage. Non- non-alcoholic. Non- non-alcoholic. Wow. 
But like in the eighties, hmm. I'm not even sure why the word organic is in here. Like, are people See, drinking me, synthetic motor like, oil? Water? <laughs> like, it's the only organic thing I could think of from the eighties. I don't know what you were drinking back then, but I was. Um, mm. Synthetic organic. Oil. See, I would say like Pepsi or Coke or something, but it's nice. not organic. <laughs> The organic's killing me. I gotta be <laughs> honest. Because that like rules out like orange juice because they were spraying the crap out of oranges back then. I, depending on what you think they meant by the word organic in 1981. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm just going to say water. It is not, which is weird because I think technically water would totally be the right answer. Or is it inorganic? <laughs> it's uh, it's coffee. Oh. Huh. So, I mean, maybe they meant like plant-based or something huh. as opposed to soda. I, I, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, that's a weird question. It that's is. a very strange question. It's, I feel well, soda way. isn't made from a thing that grows in the earth and you just sort of crush it, I guess, maybe. I don't know. That's, weird. that's true. Hmm. Anyway, Glenn, it is your turn. <gasps> oh, let me uh, roll a simulated die. Simulator. Oops. Uh, I got a two. All right. This is coming from the Baby Boomer edition. Woohoo! Yep. And uh, the boom. category is uh, SS. Uh, let me see what that stands for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not Stephen Chapansky. I will say that. Oh, that would be very nice. It is. Stage and screen. Uh, that is what How many Legos for. are in Stephen Chapansky's share? <laughs> Quarters. All right. Glenn, what rock group was the film documentary Feast of Friends first screened in Los Angeles in June 1969 about? We're looking for the rock group that the film Feast of Friends was about. That is <laughs> completely baffling. 1969, Feast <laughs> of Friends. It's a rock group. I was just thinking about singular versus whatever. Oh, my gosh. Wait, can I get that again? There's just Bet. a couple details. Yeah. I'm make sure. A lot of Trivial Pursuit questions, are, like, there are so many clauses that it's it's tricky. All right. What rock group was the film documentary Feast of Friends first screened in Los Angeles in June 1969 about? I mean, I assume Feast is a clue, like some kind of joke about whatever. It makes me think about the birds, but I mean, you'd eat the birds. I don't know. It's not about the beetles. People don't typically eat beetles. Uh, depends on the part of the world. I don't want to be regionalist. Um, hmm. Feast of Friends, 1969. Beatles had already broken up. Uh, Rolling Stones have no ass too early. It's the, uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to say the birds. The birds. It was not that. I, Stephen, I'm interested to know if you know this since you like your rock and roll. I was just going to ask, is this a Chapansky question? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, you and your rock and roll. <laughs> The subject of the film Feast of Friends uh, was The Doors. Oh, It was okay. actually a film that was never officially completed. Oh. Uh, the f- a 50-minute version uh, premiered in 1969, and only in, ni- in 2014 did a fully restored version hit DVD and Blu-ray. And you knew this without any consultations, just in your head? None at all. I read He's all magical. of that strictly from the the back of my mind that happened to know the address for Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to be impressed either way because it sounded very fluent. So I couldn't Mm. tell. Uh, So, oh, so screening was like, not like I would know this, but it was actually screened. It wasn't, 
released. I, apparently. So I mean, it says I guess first I, screen, so it makes it I sound should. like it was screened more than that, but who knows? Well, I'll, I'll brush up on all my unreleased rockumentaries from the 60s <laughs> yes. for future questions. <laughs> should. And then there'll be none for the next five games. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm sorry to say, Gene, you don't get to roll because we're back to checks TV checks trivia. Tri- this time it's TV trivia, so I don't know if that helps or hurts. Uh, but I've rolled an eight. So uh, tell me, let's see. Martin Landau and Barbara Bain starred in what science fiction series? I know this one. Space 1999. <laughs> That's correct. I love that show. Uh, they All also right. starred in Mission Impossible together, but that's another. But that was 100% realistic and does not count yes. as science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get to roll. Oh, goody. I like when you roll for me, Eric. <laughs> Let's keep that going. All right, three. Okay, I'm actually going to have you roll one more time because there's no way you could have rolled an eight on this die. So if you roll a three right now, I will let you choose your addition. But otherwise, you're getting question three. Oh, okay. I've rolled another three. All right, then <gasps> you get to choose which edition your question comes from. And you do have oh the my. list. I will say that many people choose Junior Trivia 1 or 2 oh, or right. the Kids Box for Disney. But there are other things in there that you could also want to choose. Yeah, I'm choosing Junior Trivia. I'm not proud. I'm behind. <laughs> All right. So do you want Junior Trivia 1 for ages 5 to 9 or Junior Trivia 2 for ages 10 to 13? Oh, I think I'll take 10 to 13. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, because, one, one. Might be better. Uh, All right. That. So think like a 10 to 13 year old from whatever year it was that this came out. Someday I'll actually memorize all of these. It was uh, 1983. And let's see. the Oh, TB is the abbreviation for which disease? <laughs> for which disease? For which disease? Oh, okay. I was like, it's a um, tuberculosis. Correct. I thought it was like some like TV show. <laughs> no. Disease. My my ears are a little. All right, off. you get to roll again. Yay! Two. All right, this is coming from the Harry Potter edition. This is our first random Ooh. pursuit. So oh. jealous of Harry Potter. Wow. Category two, for some reason they made category two blue, which is so wrong. I am very mad. But anyway, (laughs) Hogwarts is the category. So tell me, a member of which school house is in favor of handing Harry over to Voldemort just before the Battle of Hogwarts? A member of which school house? Correct. We're looking for the school house. Oh. And I will, while you think about that, I will do my usual complaint about the licensed editions of Trivial Pursuit. Yes, I have to flip this card left to right instead of (laughs) up and down. I don't know why they all do this to me, but they do. Dear Trivial Pursuit. Also, the corners are rounded, which is still wrong. (laughs) You need to like sort of talk it out because I don't think it's Slytherin because they're already... um, aligned against all the good people but there's some people who want to just give harry over so they could avoid the battle and i'm and it's certainly not one from gryffindor so that leaves ravenclaw and hufflepuff 
And I hate to say a bad thing about people in Hufflepuff, so I'm <laughs> going to say like Ravenclaw. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You you were actually kind of on the right track in the first place. It's Slytherin. Oh. Yep. I overthought it. Oh well. Good good try. That was still that was still your best round so far. So yeah. nice work. All right, and that brings us to Scott. I can't trust a Ravenclaw anyways, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Ravenclaw, a theoretical. I am a Ravenclaw as well. Oh. <laughs> I am too according to an internet quiz, but I don't actually know what that means. I get a four. That's what I am. I'm a four. You're a four. All right. I think you're way higher than a four, Scott. But oh, um, well, it depends on what the scale. Is. <laughs> the scale goes to four. This is coming from. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the twentieth twentieth oh, anniversary edition. No. I just Ooh, your favorite. Oh, I just don't like this. I don't like this no. edition. Uh, category four is WW. I'm pretty sure that's the written word. All right. What novelist was dubbed the quote? Poet Laureate of the Military-Industrial Complex. Poet Laureate of the Military... I will say Tom Clancy. You will be correct. Very nice. <laughs> you may roll again. Uh, one. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Millennium Edition. And again, I will clarify that's Millennium, not Millennials. Mm. Category one yeah, so. is People and Places. Hmm. Hmm. I like this question. I'm excited to hear the answer. What <laughs> what city offered the first pay toilets in 1865? Hmm. Now, do these toilets pay you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I would want to be paid with their currency. In Soviet um, Russia, a toilet pays you. Hmm. Pay toilets. I, there's so many cities to choose from. I'm going to uh, pick London. You are correct. It is London. That's Excellent. the only city I've ever used a pay toilet in. Fun fact. Oh. And um, uh, perhaps uh, carrying on this motif, I rolled a two. All right. This is coming from Genus 5. The category is Arts and Entertainment. What 13-year-old Welsh soprano amazed the world with her debut album, Voice of an Angel? Hmm. And Voice I of an Angel no... is italicized because it's the name of the album. Uh, I do not know any Welsh sopranos. Um, no? <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, and I can't even hazard a guess, um, but I feel like I should. So I will say um, Susan Doyle. It is not that. It is. Oh, I thought I heard somebody take a breath. Uh, like they is, wanted a, is a this point. the, is it uh, Sarah, uh, nope. Andrew Lloyd Webber's former Charlotte Church? wife? Ah, who? It is. Was that Deb? Yeah, it was me. Ghost point for Deb. It was Charlotte Woo. Church. Oh, I felt like that oh, sounded familiar. I don't even know who that is. Well, I, can, I do know. Me. She's a, a Welsh soprano. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> she started young. I have never heard anything she sang, but I do remember the, the brew ha 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 ha. <laughs> All right. Stephen, where does that leave us here for turn number three? After three rounds, Deb's lead continues to be insurmountable. <laughs> I do not think you know what that was. She got a four, but now it's getting a little tighter at the second place. Annette and Scott have three. Jean what? has two, and two-time Jeopardy champion Glenn Fleischman has one. Yoo-hoo, I'm on track. <laughs> All right. For statements. Back around to the top, Annette. Two. All right, this is coming from the 1990s cool metal box edition, and I can tell you that this question 
is coming from the year 1999. I don't know if that will help you or not. Category two is Wired. Okay. What nationwide movie guide and ticket business became part of the AOL family in 1999? We're looking for a nationwide movie guide and ticket business, probably in the United States, not Canada. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, so it's not the Edmonton movie guide. Uh, ticketing and, uh, I don't know, is Cineplex a thing down there? No, I'm afraid it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> no, it was uh, moviephone.com. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah. Widely parodied. This is yes. moviephone. Yeah. Right? That's some guy with a voice. That yeah. was That's right. Yes. That's the only There's reason a... I've ever heard of it. Is it it's did it become a Seinfeld, Seinfeld thing, episode. right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell me what movie you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Deb, what have you got for me? Cute. I have Ooh, a four. All right. This is coming from Genus 4. Where category four is science and nature. What do you call a weasel whose coat turns white during the winter? A weasel whose coat. Oh, and you can't just give the weasel a cute name and call it that. (laughs) Is that ermine? Ermine? It is. Okay. Good job. I did right. not know that. That's very smart. Okay. That's a that's a fun fact. Wow. Right there. I, I thought it was weasel. a coat. I didn't know and that. If, and if a Harry Potter character turns white during the winter, it's Hermione Granger. They're ghost. Okay. All right. Uh, Deb. I have a again. six. Okay. This one is coming from the 1960s. Wildcard is the category. Who did a 1969 Gallup poll determined to be the third most admired man in America behind Richard Nixon and Billy Graham? <laughs> Oh, good Lord. <laughs> third. This is a great question. Nobody remembers third. Third? Yep. I mean, I, w- I don't think I could have guessed, like, the first two. I mean, Nixon, really? <laughs> number one, apparently. And then Billy Graham must have been number two. Well, I could see Billy Graham because people yeah, are crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. <laughs> My grandparents did some work with Billy Graham. They got to meet him. They said he was very nice. <laughs> Most admired man. Uh-huh. Um, Glenn Armstrong. He was an astronaut. People like astronauts. Uh, Spiro Agnew. Oh, oh come on. No what? Really? Don't oh, yell at me. Gonna... Yell at Gallup. Wow. Spiro T. Agnew. <laughs> who were they interviewing? That's what I want to know. Who, who the were they calling up and taking these polls from? 19, oh, 1969. You didn't have to resign in disgrace until a few years later. So. He's a corrupt vice president, unlike Uh-oh. any other vice president in U.S. history. Unlike the other corrupt <laughs> people who were number one and two. Uh, I got a six. All right. There was an ad for Billy Graham Ministries on SNL last night, which I found very odd. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Target demographic. All right. Uh, you said six is coming from, oh, six. 20th anniversary edition. Sorry. Yay. Um, And the category is... GT, which to me just means gin and tonic. I'm pretty sure mm, that's cool. not a big drinker, <laughs> but I'll go for it. After I'm done this. Either gin or tonic. Uh, game time is what it stands for. Game time. Sure. Who became the first major league pitcher to win 20 of his first 21 decisions in 2001? Oh, that assumes I would know any of those facts. Name major a major league, league pitcher, pitcher if you can. 2001. 
I did watch a little baseball at various points in my life, but not right around then. 2001. Um, it's well past Mr. October, whatever his name was. Uh, it's not Mookie because that was the late 80s. <laughs> he wasn't a pitcher. Um, 2001. Uh, uh, Don Drysdale. I don't know. That's all I'm going to I don't have no idea. So I'll say Don Drysdale. Uh, Steven, do you want to take a guess at this? I know you like your sports questions. I'm only guessing, is it Kerry Wood? It is not. Okay. It is a baseball player whose name I've heard, but I did oh. not know he was a pitcher. It is Roger Clemens. Oh, uh, I could see 2001. That. What it says. Oh, wow. Okay. For some reason, I thought I was thinking his career. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was early. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever yeah. come up with that in any scenario. So I Here's the funny thing. He was completely pumped full of steroids when he did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the asterisk era. Yep. Mm-hmm. That helps sometimes. Hashtag fun fact. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Gene's turn. All right. Sorry, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, thank you. All right, a four. Uh, this is junior trivia one, so there's no category. Remember, think like a uh, five to nine-year-old from 1983. Okay. And okay. tell me, what is a veterinarian? <laughs> That's a good question for me. Um, a veterinarian is a doctor for animals. Oh my god, you got it word for word exactly how it says it on the card. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was tra- I was thinking like if Eric is going to be strict on any question, it's going to be this one and uh, I don't want to stray too far. <laughs> nice work. You get to roll again. All right. One. All right. This is another junior trivia question, but this time <laughs> it's junior trivia 2, so think like a 10 to 13 year old. And <laughs> Oh, boy. This is maybe my favorite question. I remember getting this question as a child playing this game. So who is said to have invented the toilet? Yes, this question went over very well when we were children playing this around the the table. I like that. It's not who invented it. Who is said to have invented it? Mm -hmm. Um, Who is said to invent it? I actually don't know. I'm pretty sure so, the only uh, reason I know is because of this question on this card <laughs> when I was oh, a child. Interesting. I'm I'm like running through all the various toilet brand names in my head, you know, sort of like on the theory that if Ford, you know, invented the Model T and Bell invented the telephone. <laughs> did, <laughs> did Lou invent the toilet? <laughs> Um, uh, I'm just going to say Benjamin Franklin because he invented so many things. It was not that. Does anybody else know this? I want to take a guess. John Crapper. (laughs) So close. It was Thomas Crapper. Oh, Thomas Crapper. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, his first name is not John. That's right. There's a joke. I think that his first name is John, but that's not where we get the word John from, I guess. Thomas Crapper. Yes, I have always remembered that because of this card. All right, Scott, please uh, take us to a a loftier place if you can. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I could do that. I rolled a three. All right. This is coming from the 1990s edition. Once again, this card is 1999. And category number three is viewing. At least I'm pretty sure that's what the VWG stands for. Yep. Viewing. So what four-year-old cable channel proudly declared itself the official network of every millennium? 
The official network of every millennium. Four years old, eh? In 1999. Uh, 1999, 1995. Um, hmm. The official network of every millennium. I, uh, silence is good. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just reading, I'm reading the next question because sometimes you know you flip over the card and you see an answer from a different question and you're like, what the heck does that mean? Uh, which made me look at the question, what rhyming phrase did the, the media popularize for skipping work to see the Phantom Menace. I was not aware of this, but it was apparently Wookie Hookie. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'll say VH1. It was not VH1. It was the History Channel. Oh, well, that doesn't uh, make sense. Yep. Okay, Stephen. Where are we at? Well, you all did very poorly in that. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, God. Harsh Thanks, but fair. Nice Not quite as poorly as someone who created the phrase Wookie Hookie when there are no Wookies in The Phantom Menace. Um, <laughs> the, the scores <laughs> after round four, uh, Deb has a five uh, in, in the category. I was going to say a five-point lead, but that is incorrect. Five for Deb. Um, There's th- a three-way tie for second place between Annette, Jean, and Scott with three, and two-time Jeopardy champion Glenn Fleischman has one point still. Yes. I told you. I warned y'all. <laughs> All right. But you did win Jeopardy twice, Glenn. And that is why I keep mentioning that because that is a notable <laughs> achievement. It really As is. people have often said, how did you win Jeopardy anyway? <laughs> I, I I think it's amazing. So It is amazing. Yes. I would not have. It was delightful. All right. We are back around to Annette. And I rolled a one. All right. This is coming from Genus 3. Category one is people and places. What Irangate figure claimed, quote, I was authorized to do everything that I did? Um, I have no idea. You're George getting Bush. all the most American questions. I know. Can, like, talk to me about American politicians. George Bush. Uh, it was not. It was Oliver North. Uh, I have heard of him. All right. So, Deb, do not roll. Because it's time for some checks music trivia for you. Ooh. That checks out. And I rolled a one. Okay. And your question is, what is Elton John's real name? What is Elton John's real name? Uh-huh. Did you ever have one of those moments where it's like, I know that answer and it is completely gone from my head? Only right every now. time I, I play this right game. now. All the time. Um, like, I feel like I should know this. But I, I, I like, I know that. I know that. I watched the movie. Like, Jesus, <laughs> Mary and Joseph. Um. Okay. Oh. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, oh, Dwight! Dwight! Reginald Dwight! Correct. Do you happen to know his middle name? I'm not going to like require it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Elton? I don't. Uh, no, I feel like getting any of those three names would have probably been enough for me. It's uh, it is Reginald Kenneth Dwight. Oh, of course it was. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I am super uh, not going to be strict on that one. Thank you. All right, Deb, you need to roll this time. Uh, Four. All right, this is coming from the TV edition. And category four is K and G, kids and games. Mm. And I will remind you that the TV edition came out in 1991. Okay. So what telethon fixture hosted the game shows 
Cash and Carry, Name That Tune, Stop the Music, and Two for the Money. The Telethon Fixture. Telethon Fixture. Boy, I can only barely remember telethons just in general. Yeah, really. The only telethon I remember is like the Jerry Lewis telethon. The it's like Labor Day. I remember that being a big thing, the March of Dimes mm-hmm. ones. Um I mean, if it was from the March of Dimes, wouldn't it have been in March? One would think. <laughs> I remember it was a holiday. I remember it was a holiday weekend. Um, very, very nice. I don't know. Could I? What's what is the name of the game shows again? Sure. Uh, what Telethon Fixture hosted the game shows? Cash and Carry, Name That Tune, Stop the Music, and Two for the Money. You know, I like I have a vague sort of face in my head. But, you know, they were all like brunette white guys with, you know, a lot of teeth. And square um, jaws. Yeah. Gladly v- handsome. Very, you know, very film starry handsome. I'm just going to say Wink Martindale. I mean, good job picking a game show host. Uh, this is somebody I've never even heard of. Dennis James. Nope. Nope. Don't know who that is. Nope. Yeah, that is the TV edition is, is rough. I, no I did just hear idea. Wink Martindale on a show called Go Fact Yourself. He was a guest on this game show, and um, he's really delightful. And it turned out he was the first person to play Elvis's record on a radio station, which I did not know. He oh. was the DJ. Wow, that's a, yeah. that is a hashtag fun fact for that real. Was, I was very, <laughs> he's a very entertaining fellow. All right, well, Glenn, it is your turn. I'm oh afraid you goodness. get no points right. for that fun fact, but it was fun. It was well, a good oh, that's, I, I'll take I'll take ghost fun fact points. Those are also <laughs> fun. Um, I got a two. All right. This is coming from, again, the 20th anniversary edition. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Category two, SS stage okay. and screen. Okay. What songstress won the Cannes Best Actress Award for her film debut in Dancer in the Dark, then announced she was retiring from acting? Oh, well, that is Bjork. That is Bjork. Point. That is a thing I knew nice <laughs> for work. once. Okay. All right. Uh, Roll again. Uh, six. All right. This is coming from the 1990s edition. Uh, 1996 is the specific year. Okay. Category six is, I think it's hanging. It's HGN. Let me just double check. <laughs> yep. Hanging. And that's with the N apostrophe. Uh, how's it? So tell me who broke... Sachio Kinugasa's world baseball record of 2,215 consecutive games played. Oh, oh, uh, shoot. I should probably know that because it's, it was a prominent fact, even though I was not watching baseball. Um, person probably also has been accused of taking steroids, but, uh, <laughs> was 1996 uh, in the steroid, uh, <laughs> years? I, oh, the only player that comes readily to mind, I mean, I could spend, 20 minutes lizzing. I'm not a, I'm not a 90 second lizard. Uh, I'm going to say Mark McGuire. It was not. It was Steven. It's a sports question. You want to guess? Consecutive games played. Correct. And the, what did, what's the number again? It was 2,215 was uh, Sachi Okinugasa's. Ah, well, it's got to be Cal Ripken Jr. then. It does. Ghost point for uh, Steven. Oh, sure. Good. That information was not in my brain, so I don't yeah. feel bad. He famously beat Lou Gehrig's yeah. uh, record of yeah. uh, twenty-one thirty-one. I think it was at the time, but uh, mm. yeah. All right, yeah. I got to keep my scorekeeper happy. So good job. <laughs> Yay, baseball! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gene, you may roll. All right. 
six. All right. This is coming from the Disney, Walt Disney Family Edition. It is the kids box. You are getting all of the children's questions <laughs> this game. It's, it's a lot of pressure because if I don't get them right, it really looks bad. I will point out once again that the Walt Disney Family Edition is simply a Trivial Pursuit edition that families can play together because it has one box for kids and one box for grownups. So it's not that all of the questions are about Disney things. Which is good for me. All right. And you said that was a six? Yes. All right. Jean, welcome to the world of leisure. Tell me, what was the price of the first Mickey Mouse watch? It's multiple choice. Was it two ninety five, six ninety five, or ten ninety five? Hmm. So it's is a Disney question. It is one. And <laughs> Uh, we don't. I should have looked at the question the... before I gave that uh, caveat there. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the we don't get. They don't tell us the year nope. of the first one. Just the first. And I remember when these amounts of money were large amounts of money. But then maybe it was a super limited edition, not a mass market product. So, but see, anyway, two ninety five was a lot of money. I'm sure it was a long time ago, but I could be wrong. Oh, well, I'm going with 295. You are correct. It was 295. This is this yeah. is one of those cases where I do wish the card had just a little bit more information for us in the yeah. back like the 2000s edition does. Maybe Stephen knows it. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Mary. Um, I, yeah, I will be definitely looking that up later because now I'm curious. Gene, you may oh, roll I got a roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two. All right. This is coming from the Disney edition, but this time it's from the Grown Ups box. So, Gene, welcome to the world of music. What number has Jimmy Durante exulting? Quote, oh, what a tune for crooning. And it's got the whole world spooning. We're looking for um, a, what number? Yeah, Jimmy Durante number. Where he okay. Exults. Oh, what a tune for crooning! Mm-hmm. It's got the whole world spooning. Mm-hmm. Catchy, isn't it? <laughs> Ouch! It's very catchy, but it doesn't rhyme with any numbers off the top of my head. I'm not gonna go through the entire <laughs> numbers, <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna say two. I'm afraid that's not what they meant by number. They meant by like oh. song and dance number. Oh. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it, uh, well, I don't know if that will even help me mm-hmm. anyway. So. It was uh, something called Inka Dinka Do. Oh. A Dinka Dink. A Dinka Dink. A Dinka Do. I had no idea any of the rest of the lyrics of it, though. But it apparently <laughs> it's something about the whole world spooning. I wonder if it okay. meant the same thing back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we had that song uh, about uh, that's what you get. Uh, well, I don't know what, what it you means get, now. Folks, <laughs> for making whoopee is of. Okay. All right. Well, well, well. that brings us to Scott. (gasps) Speaking of spooning, uh, six. All right. This is coming from the Lord of the Rings edition. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those ones where either somebody's going to be real excited or real not excited. (laughs) All right. I will tell you that category six in the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy collector's edition is making movies. So how many fake dead horses did the art department produce for the trilogy's battle scenes? Was it 10, 20, or 40? Hmm. Um, I will pick 20. I'm afraid it was 40. 
At least they're fake. That's all I have to say. Really glad about that word in that question. Uh Definitely. All right, Stephen, what does that bring us to? Well, at the end of round five uh, and at the uh, onset of the penultimate round, we'll play two more rounds in this game here. The Deb continues to lead with six. Uh, Gene now is in second place with four. Scott and Annette tied with three. And Glenn is on the board with two. Yay. All right. Penultimate round starts now with Annette. Four. All right. This is coming from the 1980s edition. And category four. I was four, then. <laughs> category four is uh, called TL. That's life. I don't know how helpful that is. Oh, category. You're alive. That That's very life. Big. Works together. <clears throat> okay. There you go. All right. <clears throat> so tell me. What did safety shorts underwear provide a pocket for? And I will tell you that safety shorts is italicized as a proper name. What did safety shorts underwear? Uh, when I was in the 80s, safety shorts were shorts you wore under your dress so you could hang upside down on the monkey bars. Um, what they pro- well, it wasn't your cell phone. <laughs> it was that they provide a pocket shorts. for. Pocket. Four. Hmm. I do not know. I've never heard of safety shorts. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what safety shorts are for. Still doing the safety shorts. shorts. They are a pocket for your. Um. Is it going to be a safety element? I'm just going to say it's for your gun. Is this an American oh question? God. Maybe wow. they have pockets for their guns down there. Uh, that is <laughs> the most Canadian answer. To <laughs> I don't know. Uh, does anybody else have a guess? No, but this whole question pocket. made me realize that I do still have the mentality of a 12-year-old boy because I just <laughs> could not stop giggling when you said pocket, pocket change. Nope. It's for condoms. Oh, oh it's like, that's oh. what I would have guessed. But then the gun. I was, I was like, oh, too I'm young for that in oh, the 80s. Oh, the 80s. Gun is a kind of protection, apparently. Uh, Deb, you may roll. Yes. Five. All right. This is coming from the 20th anniversary edition. Category five is innovations. So tell me how many of every 100 house- U.S. households were using the internet for trading stocks or personal banking by 2001? Was it eight, 18, or 28? I'm going to go with the middle number, whatever that was. The middle number was 18. I'm going to go with 18. You're correct. Okay. Yeah, because I think it was, I don't think, I think people were still very suspicious of it, but I think people were getting on board, if I remember, 2001 mm-hmm. internet times. Sounds okay. Right. Uh, six. All right. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit Genus 4. Six is wild card. So what beautiful young man was a personal favorite of Aphrodite and Persephone? I wasn't sure where this question was going after beautiful young man, and I was excited. (laughs) Oh, okay. Was it Paris? Am I mixing up my my mythology and... Yeah, I'm afraid not. Yeah, I am. No, I know I am. Okay. Can I guess? You can guess. Was it Adonis? It was Adonis. Ghost point for oh, Annette. Yay. Nice. Oh, I would have said Paris also. 
All right, Glenn, as is your turn. Okay, you can guess let's... Paris for this question, whatever it is. <laughs> we'll always have Paris. <laughs> always. Always on this podcast, six. at least. <laughs> All right. Category six. All right. This is coming from the Baby Boomer edition. And category six in the Baby Boomer edition is RPM. And it's actually literally just RPM. That's what it stands for. Uh, what police force's badge did Paul McCartney sport on his shoulder on the Sgt. Pepper album? Oh. Looking for oh. a police force's badge. Enhance. Zoom. Shift <laughs> sector three comma one. Zoom. Rotate. Um, yeah, oh I did God. not know this, but I'm happy that I do now. Uh, well, could, wait, Sergeant Peppers. Oh, I'm thinking of Yellow Submarine for a second. Sergeant Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be, so I'm just spe- speaking out loud. It's not my answer. It could sure. be Pepperland or it could be Liverpool. The odds of being London seem low. Um, boy, because Pepperland is a thing. I mean, I'll to a later album as a thing. Uh, can you read the question again? Uh-huh. I'm just worried I'm missing a nuance. What police forces badge did Paul McCartney sport on his shoulder on the Sgt. Pepper album? Oh, man. Um, gosh. I'm just going to say Liverpool. I That's what I'm going to say. Well, I, it is a real police force. So at least you were, you know, better than Neverland. But, uh, but it wasn't that one. It was... You sh- should have been thinking about how this game has been occasionally quite Canadian. It was the Ontario Provincial Police. Hmm. What? Oh, yeah, the OPP. Wow. The way wow. that the OPP was uh, positioned made it look like it said OPD, aka officially pronounced dead. It was part of the Paul is dead thing uh, back oh, when this album so, came out. I see. So that's the reason that a baby boomer might know is because of the mythology, like the American Pie stuff. Mm. Wow. American Pie was by Don McLean, which came out in 1971. <laughs> yes. It was not included on Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hunt. There's, there's, there's uh, Zapruder-like analyses of American yep. Pie, which mm-hmm. he refuses to confirm. All right. Gene, that brings us to you. All right. Four. All right. This is coming from the 1980s edition. Category four is That's Life. Is that what that was again? TL? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's Life. What state could you rake in atop $84,205 as a prison warden in, in 1983? It's multiple choice. Alaska, (laughs) California, or New York. What state could you rake in atop $84,205 as a prison warden in, in 1983? Alaska, California, or New York? Funny because... Um... Nineteen eighty-three, eighty-four thousand dollars was like a. Uh, You're getting a lot of questions about a, like money in older times. I know. Beginning, uh, a, a beginner, you know, corporate lawyer uh, salary. So, which was considered pretty high. Um, and but New York, I think it's going to be Alaska. I was going to say Alaska even before the multiple choices, just because they have. Sort of an out-of-whack economy there with the oil. So that's what I'm saying. You're correct. It was Alaska. Woot. Boy, I know all about out-of-whack economies because of oil. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, okay. Yeah, you can I roll. roll again. 
five. All right. This is coming from the Baby Boomer edition. Category five is Lives and Times. So what did Lenny Bruce mean in saying, quote, they're going to legalize it pretty soon because all of the law students are users? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with marijuana. It is marijuana. Good answer. It took him, uh, it took him a while. <laughs> it yeah. It wasn't that quick. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the law students went on to other drugs. Sure. <laughs> Very true. But, um, and they didn't legalize that. They still haven't legalized that. All right. Do I roll? You roll. Okay. Four. All right. This is a question from the Star Trek 50 anniversary edition. That's right. Not 50th. 50 anniversary edition. <laughs> okay. Because it's not their 49 anniversary. It's their 50. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. And that was, you said it was a four? A four. Okay. That category is aliens. Okay. So tell me, the Capellans use a three-sided blade weapon known as what? Oh, man. Capellans. I can't even picture them. I assume I'm, I'm pronouncing that right. It's C-A-P-E-L-L-A-N. Yeah, no, that sounds right to me. Three-sided blade. And, as I, well... As I turn the card left to right to find the answer. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I'm very course curious that my my star trek mentor will get a ghost point but so i'm going to just answer batleth which i know is wrong mm -hmm. yes it is not that scott do you know this i do not steven do you know this you know some random star trek stuff uh lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> the capellans and a three-sided blade uh yep three-sided bladed weapon which was known as a cligot um <laughs> No, nope, not a, even in my anywhere in any synapses. No. Oddly, there's a reference to a three-sided blade in *The Princess Bride* because they're the uh, mm. the uh, torturer uses it. Mm. Ew, lovely. Don't cross the franchise streams. That's what <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Scott McNulty, it is Scott's turn. Oh, oh goodness. I was just reading about the episode that this uh, Klikot appears in. Uh, <laughs> I rolled a one. It's Friday's All Child, right. by the way. Original series. Okay, okay, well, uh, stop looking at that page because you're about to get a Star uh, Trek. I'm going to close that tab. I'm not cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, category one is crew members. So who was the botanist who fell in love with Spock on Earth prior to his visit to Omicron Seti 3? Um, who was the botanist? Now, this is something. And again, I think I pronounced those words right. I, I am sure you did. Uh, I feel like this is something I should know. This is the the the, the terror of getting one of the questions from uh, a thing that you really mm -hmm. like is that then when you don't know the answer, you feel very foolish. Uh, okay. I, I I don't know the answer. I'm gonna say uh, uh, I got nothing. I'm I'm completely blanking on even characters who like Spock. Uh, uh, I'll say Yeoman Rand. I know that's wrong because she's not a botanist. But there you go. At least it was somebody from Star Trek, just like at least a Batlith is a weapon, but also wrong. Uh, it was l either Leela or Layla Kalomi. I would not have gotten that. The episode with the uh, pollen that makes them Spock feel emotions. Oh. Maybe. I have no idea. No, maybe not. Maybe. This, again, two, this card gives episodes. me no inf extra information. <laughs> it's a love, there's a love child episode. Well, two, two episodes. Love child we got to look up. 
that would be a nice thing for the you know the the genre of editions mm. that are about TV shows to just give you at least in parentheses the title of the episode if that's not already the answer to the question. The trouble with Triffids. No, that's too. That's across. <laughs> that's crossing, crossing some streams for sure. All right, Stephen, where are we at the end of our last like regular round? At the end of round six, at the end of round <laughs> six, we have Deb still in the lead with seven, Whoa. but Gene one point behind. Right on. Scott and Annette with three apiece and Glenn with two. So Erica, would you please read how this is going to work for the final round? All right. So we are going to start at the top with Deb. And Deb is going to answer as many questions as she can get right in a row. And that will give us the number that we are shooting for. Then we will loop back around to the uh, lowest number and work from there, work Uh our way up. So Deb, you're starting with seven. And uh, you get to roll, and we'll see where we go. Okay, I have a four. All right, this is coming from Genus 3. Category 4 is Science and Nature. How many inches of rain were recorded in Chile's Atacama Desert from 1570 to 1971? I'm sorry, it is not multiple choice. (laughs) (laughs) What? How many inches of rain were recorded in Chile's Atacama Desert from 1570 to 1971? Like, I, you know, sure. That's just something, you know, I think about over breakfast in the morning. Um, Zero? It it was zero. Oh, my God. Like, how dare they ask that question? If, if it wasn't yeah. zero, it would be a really ridiculous. I mean, I would, I, I'd be okay with it if it was like one, but anything else. I don't know. Though. Right like, out. Like one, you 8. have to know. 8.75. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. It was 8.74. <laughs> Debbie, you get right. to roll again. I have a five. All right. This is coming from the 20th anniversary edition. Category five is innovations. Mm-hmm. What naturalist predicted in the diversity of life that by the year 2050 30 to 50 percent of all species would be extinct and the diversity of life is italicized okay so that is the the book diversity of life um what naturalist predicted this who's your favorite naturalist deb you know like Darwin, Attenborough. Um, I I just don't I just don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Darwin. It's the only one I like. The only person I'm thinking of. Oh, other than oh, good all, but she really wasn't a naturalist. Uh, I just don't know. So I'm just going to guess Darwin. I mean, that's what I would have guessed. If it makes you feel any better. Uh, it's somebody I've never heard of. It is E.O. Wilson. Oh, oh, I would never have guessed that, but I have heard the name. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Don't feel bad going out on that one. Well, I mean. I have a book of his I've never read. This uh, this puts you at eight points. That is the number to shoot for. That is a respectable score. So you, you could still win this, Deb. Now it is in other people's hands. Yes. So we are going to loop around to Glenn. Glenn, you have two points. So you need six to tie. Let's All see right. if we can do this. It's within grasp, mm-hmm. except if there are any sports questions, apparently. Yeah, it's still anybody's <laughs> game. I'm with you. All right. Oh, yes. I possibly need to yes, roll you do if need I to want roll. to actually yep. pursue this trivia. 
in some fashion randomly. Uh, I got a four. All right. This is coming from the Genus Edition. Good old fashioned oh. first one. Well, that I've played. So a category four is arts and wait, arts and leisure. Wait, let me just double check. It's been a long time since art, I've had one of these. Art and literature? Arts and literature. Yes. Ar actually, art and literature. Art. Mm -hmm. Everything I do is for art. So who created detective Mike Hammer? Oh, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> it's either, I'm either going to know this, like it's instant. I had a name appear in my head and then I'm like, that can't be right. Uh, Mickey Spillane. Mickey Spillane it is. Oh, right. There Mickey Spillane sounds like a fake detective, which is what <laughs> yeah, throws me off. I mean, I know he was a detective author, but I was like, was it Mike Hammer? I don't know. All right. Yep. Let me you roll. got it. You roll again. Okay. This time it is a one. All right. It's coming from the 1960s. Where... Give me a Lord of the Rings one. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. 1960s. I'm there. I'm right. Personalities Good. is the category. Okay. Who did some black militants derisively dub Delaud? And that's D-E and then capital L-A-W-D. Delaud. Who did some black militants derisively dub Delaud? Martin Luther King uh, Jr.? Yes, indeed. Okay. Still still marching toward that uh, that tie at least, so you get to roll again. Okay. Uh, two. All right. This is coming from Genus 4. Category 2 is arts. <laughs> I want a specialized one. Okay, Category so, 4 is arts and entertainment. This time it's arts okay. with an S. Oh, that changes everything. Doesn't it? All <laughs> yes. right. What grungeless Seattle band's name is affectionately abbreviated POT USA? P-O-T. Wait, what? What? Okay. Grungeless Seattle band's name is affectionately abbreviated, and this is in quotes, capital P and then lowercase OT, pot, and then a space, and then USA. All, oh, all presidents of the United States of America. Correct. Uh, the lead singer that makes great children's songs now. <laughs> wow. Two is my score, or I'm at my roll. All right. Well, you just rolled a two, so you get to now choose the edition that you would oh, like this to come from. I want Lord of the Rings Movie Trilogy Collector's <laughs> Edition, please. Okay. Because I like those movies. I've watched them many times. All right. I am pulling out a... What is the translation of the Elvish on the floor in the sea <laughs> in the Mines of Moria? <laughs> if you freeze frame. You can do it, Glenn. All right. Number two, category number two from the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy collector's edition is <laughs> yes. evil characters. Oh, I love evil. This is even better. Right. That's a thing. <laughs> wow, this question is really on brand, too. Which evil creatures are neither living nor dead? Uh, the Nazgul. Correct. Also known as the... Uh, Black Riders. It says Ringwraiths here, but yeah. Naz oh, Nazgul is right. on the card. They've got many names. They really do. Many. The King of Angbang. I mean, come on. We can just keep going here. One of them. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, I got a five this time. All right. This is coming from the Baby Boomer edition. Okay. Category five is the Lives and Times. How... Wait, sorry, it's the what? And t lives life? and Times. Oh, Lives and Times. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many minutes to midnight was the doomsday clock originally set at in 1947? Oh, let's see. It's changed so much. Uh, but there was like a famous, I think it's, uh, let's see, 35. In what year? 1947. 47. Uh, I'm going to say five. Oh, I'm afraid that's not it. Was it four? No, it was higher. Oh, what was it? It was eight. 
Oh, that's ridiculous. Isn't it? <laughs> but that's, that's, that's time inflation right there. <laughs> but I have to say that was a very, very impressive run. You made it all the way up to six points, uh, which is, <sighs> okay. you know, considering where you started, I'm, I'm super impressed. So nice, nice Thank ending there. <laughs> I feel better. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, so next we have, let's see, it's a tie between Annette and Scott. So we're going to start with Annette since you are at the top of the uh, order. You may roll. I rolled a two. All right. This is coming from the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy collector's okay. edition. I have a chance here. Yep. And you said two? Two. Yes. Yeah, so once again, evil characters. Okay. All right. Who is the third one? Third one's in quotation marks here. Who is the third one referred to by the rangers in Faramir's cave? The third one. <laughs> Who is the third one referred to by the rangers in Faramir's cave. Hmm. I have no idea about this one. Who is the third one? Is it... Oh, is it Gollum? Schmeagol? It is Gollum! Oh, yeah. Right on. I, I, I was like, there's a group of three. <laughs> Maybe it's the... Okay, cool. It's like the only joke in the movie, too, where he offers to give back the, the price of the fish in that pool is death, and he offers to give the fish back. It's like one of the only funny parts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I rolled a six. I would have accepted Smeagol, but it does say Gollum on the card. Uh, six. This is uh, Trivial Pursuit, volume six. The category is wild card. So what epithet was coined to describe a dim-witted disciple of Scottish theologian John Duns Scotus? A dunce? A dunce. Well done. Nice. Did you know that or were you just picking it up from... I was just, you know, it just, you have a dunce cap. All right. I rolled a four. Okay, this is coming from the silver screen edition. Uh Oh. Category four is on screen. So what Mae West movie featured her renditions of Easy Rider and Frankie and Johnny? Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know any Mae West movies. Uh, I apologize to all the people who know this. I didn't. I don't don't know. Let someone get a ghost point for this. (laughs) Does anybody know this? Come up and see me sometime. Nope. No, that's what a line she said. That's a line. I don't know if that's it. I don't think that's even in this movie. The Gold Rush? No, that's Mm -mm. Charlie Chaplin. Never mind. I obviously don't know. It is Diamond Lil. Oh, Diamond Lil. So that puts you at five points, which is a very respectable finish. These are all respectable numbers. I respect everyone. Seeing as I have finished (laughs) with zero many a time, I'll take five. I want to be your favorite person. (laughs) That requires 10 points. And favorite. That requires zero Zero points. points, You have to have zero points to be your favorite. Okay. All right. Scott, go ahead and roll. All right. Starting with three points here. Disappoint myself. A three. Three for just as many points as you have. This is coming from Trivial Pursuit, genus four. Category three is history. What Beverly Hills 90210 star led the Pledge of Allegiance at the 1992 Republican Convention? Ah, goodness gracious. Um, Well, I feel like I'm uh, not going to get any more points. Uh... 
I'll say Luke Perry. It was not. Does anybody else know this one? Ian Ziering? Nope. I'm sad to say I knew it. It was Shannon oh, Doherty. I forgot she was. Uh, really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Everybody. I, was, heard... there were, I knew many people who were super disappointed that she was yeah. a Republican. Yep. I'm super All disappointed right. that Luke Perry was not a Republican. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that, that leaves Scott with, uh, with three points. Now we move on to Gene, who is in second place with six points. You only need two points to tie, three points to win this. Go ahead and roll. All right. Here we go. Six. All right. This is coming from the Star Trek 50 Anniversary Edition. Category six is ships. And I'm pretty sure they mean like actual like spaceships as opposed to like <laughs> characters. Not like a Janeway and Chakotay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the answer. That would okay. be that would be, I think, a more fun edition of Trivial Pursuit, frankly. Yes. All right. Mem- members, uh, we'll do a members special. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Who was in command of the USS Farragut? Well, that's a nice one. The Farragut. Mm-hmm. I am trying to place that in my Star Trek brain. You know, I only really know about one ship. Uh, <laughs> it's good to specialize. Uh, yeah. Um, and I, I, uh, pretty, uh, I can say with pretty good uh, authority that it is not a ship from the Delta Quadrant. So... Um, it sounds like something from, yeah, I mean, TOS, or it could be TNG. I'm just picturing one of those, like, cranky old white guys. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I almost want to accept cranky old white guy, but. <laughs> I I do not know. I can't picture, um, I, I can't picture the episode. And so I am just going to go with uh, Commander Decker as my uh, personal favorite. That is that is not it. Scott, do you happen to know this one? Uh, I, I also, for some reason, thought of Decker, which I knew was wrong, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Is it, uh, it, the Farragut is from Next Generation, I think. Is it a ship? I don't remember, but I, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to accept cranky old white guy, but I have no idea if this was a cranky old Sometimes white guy Sometimes it's not. a woman. Uh-huh. Sometimes they'd put a random woman on a ship mm-hmm. and oh, therefore get like extra uh, Bechdel Wallace points, I they think. Glass ceiling her on the ship that blows up or something. <laughs> it was it was somebody named Captain Garovic. Oh, I don't, don't even know who that, that is. is at all. Mm-hmm. Yep, not, not a Well, it, it's funny because I was... Uh, um, mulling over if I had to pick another, uh, if I had rolled a number twice in a row, what would I pick? And I was going to pick Star Trek just to try to, <laughs> like, uh, you know, win uh, w- win with Star Trek, even though I've not done well with Star Trek. And so, I, turns out that's what I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> all these original series right. questions. Also, yeah. he's a white guy. Is he? Okay. No. <laughs> Thanks for confirming that. Looked him up. Yep. All right, Stephen, tell us where we end here. Well, we we wrap up this 16th edition of Random Pursuit with uh, Scott McNulty in last place with three. Um, Then we had Annette Weirster with five. Glenn and Jean both tied with six, but the winner and 
as I predicted, an insurmountable lead. <laughs> Deb Stanish wins this edition with eight. Yay, Yay, I did had lucky, lucky questions at first round. So, well, <laughs> you you kept it up. You kept it up all the way through. So nice work. Thank but, you. Yeah, I want to thank all of our, our random players. Thank you, Annette, Deb, Glenn, Jean, and Scott. And very special thanks to my other half and most excellent scorekeeper, Stephen Chapansky. Thank you, as always, to our non-random listeners. Please join us again on the next incomparable game show. Adios, amigos. <laughs>